All right, welcome to the Lemon Pepper Podcast, week eight. He is TJ Hushmanzada. I'm Rob Parker. And man, we got a great show for you today. And we got some great uh, ideas on some betting and all that. TJ, how you doing, buddy? And I'm doing well. I'd be doing a lot better if uh, the Falcons had held on. I felt good. I needed Matthew Stafford to come <laughs> come through for a change. I'm feeling real, real good. And uh, obviously, there's so much going on in Los Angeles. What a year, TJ, right? The Lakers won the championship, and now the Dodgers have won the championship. Uh, so LA's feeling pretty good. Any chance the Rams or Chargers win the Super Bowl this year? They're trying to make it a trifecta. The Chargers, the Chargers not so much. The Rams, they, they got a puncher's chance. They got a chance. All right, so we'll see that. We got a couple of NFL stories we want to talk about before we get into our picks for week eight. Let's start with the Browns and their quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Started out the game, he had a, he had a bad interception, and he had a rough start, I think. And, and then all of a sudden, he, he completed 23 out of 24 passes. He had five touchdowns, including the game winner. They did miss that extra point, which cost me $500, I want you to know. <laughs> But some people made this big stink about he arrived. Oh, my God. Look at Baker Mayfield. He's a franchise quarterback. Was that too premature ridiculous? In Baker Mayfield's short career, his best games have come against the same team. And that's the Bengals. And the Bengals have not been very good since Baker has been in the league. He is bottom feeding right now. And so if you're a boxer and you beat all the fighters you're supposed to beat, and as soon as you step up, you lose, they're not going to say, oh, you're a world champion in the waiting. They're, they're going to say, we need to see him fight and beat somebody that's world championship caliber, that's an A-level fighter. Baker needs to beat a winning team, a winning organization, and not once. You need to do it more than once, more than twice on a consistent basis. And so he's arrived. No, his best games have come against the Bengals. You need to do that against the Steelers. You need to do that against the Baltimore Ravens. And if he can do that against them, then yes, he's arrived. But until then, um, he's a bottom feeder right now. Totally agree. I mean, he's 5-1 lifetime against the Bengals. He's owned them. And uh, had his way, I think, twice in one year. If, I might be wrong, TJ. I think they had 500 yards against the Bengals' defense. It wound up costing yes. their defensive coordinator. You remember he got fired during the season? Yes. They yes. were so bad. So I, I'm, I'm with you. You got to do it more than just beating up on a patsy and padding stats against them. And I'm not knocking him for beating them and doing what he can. But you're right. Before people will really take him seriously, it was only a couple of weeks ago that people were questioning whether or not he should, you know what I mean? Like they should maybe even move right. away from him because it was against the better teams that he struggled and didn't play well. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. Another matchup this week is the Packers and Vikings. The Vikings season, they remember, they opened the season against each other. The Packers won in Minnesota. It's been downhill since then. The Packers, I think, put a 40-some-odd points on them. And you know Mike Zimmer is the coach. He's a defensive guy. Aaron Rodgers was interviewed this week, you know, leading up to this game. He says he's surprised that Mike Zimmer is on the hot seat. I'm not, but what about you? Oh, 100%. Can you name 
more than two or three guys on that defense? I can because I love football. Can you? No, I can't. All, all I can name, I can name Harrison Smith, Anthony Harris, Eric Kendrick, Anthony Barr. Those are the only four guys that I can name on that defense, but I love football. <clears throat> and, and I can name some of the corners, Cam Dancer, the rookie from Mississippi State, but, but I love football. You can't name guys on that defense. He's playing with a young secondary minus the safeties. The corners are all young. They got rid of Xavier Rose, Trey Waynes, McKenzie Alexander. They got rid of those guys. Daniil Hunter hasn't been able to play. Everson Griffin left a free agency. Um, they just traded Ngukwe to the Baltimore Ravens. They don't have defensively what he's used to having. They, they don't have it. They don't have the personnel to be competitive. And, and then... You also put in Kirk Cousins isn't playing the way they need him to play. They don't have Stephon Diggs opposite of Adam Thielen, even though Justin Jefferson is playing well. Dalvin Cook has missed some games. And so he doesn't have his best players. And even if he did defensively, he does not have a chance. I, I don't believe a coach has had as much success as he has. Um, you have one bad season. Oh, and you need to be fired because you look at the Minnesota Vikings before he got there and you look at him since he's been there and it's a completely different team and organization. I hear you on that. And those are all fair points, but, but coaches get credit too when players play well. Uh, so they should also get blamed when players don't play well. I mean, and, and the Maori thing is they're just not even competitive. I, I get that. But you know football is always the next man up, and you have to have guys who can step in. And this has been an embarrassment for the Vikings. This is not you like, the okay, only... they lost some games, and I get that, TJ. I'll buy that. But they have been embarrassing. The, the only critique that I could give Zim would be this. He should have adjusted to his personnel instead of this is how I like to do things, this is how I do do things, and we're going to just make this work. Those guys cannot do what you want them to do. Adjust to what they do best instead of trying to have them do what you want them to do because obviously they can't get it done. That would probably be the only critique. But maybe in practice, those guys, uh, they're showing them that they can do it, and then they just get in the game, and it, they, they just can't. It could be one of those as well. The thing is, though, there were people picking them for the division. You know what not I mean? I. Just, no, not you, but there were some people. They're one in five. Uh, they've only scored 155 points, given up 192, and they're 0-3 uh, at home. They haven't even won a home game, and we're coming to almost a halfway point. That Those kind of numbers get a coach fired. Let's just be hey, honest. Every game this season is either home or away. There's no advantage. And so... You know, when you play in Minnesota in that dome, it's going to be extremely loud, tough to play in. Um, nobody has an advantage now when you play at home. And, you know, that that's just what it is this year. Nobody has an advantage. Um, the crowd noise is not going to affect you. But, yeah, Zim, I don't believe he needs to be fired, but he, he, he needs to show improvement um, throughout this season. They can't just continue to get blown out. And they're giving up, I believe, 30 points a game. Right. And so you're a defensive coach. You, you just can't do that. All right. Let's talk about uh, two things. The Lions-Falcons game, which you know was painful for you because that hurt you and your parlay. But before Man. we get to that and Matt Stafford's game-winning touchdown at the end and another Falcons, they gave it up in the fourth quarter again. Todd Gurley was in position 
where the Lions basically let him try to score, like by the defense, because they wanted the ball back. Todd Gurley wasn't supposed to go into the end zone. Had he just kneeled down before the end zone to kick an extra point, I mean, kick a field goal, they would have won that game. Plus, they would have run off about another 40 seconds from the clock instead of giving Stafford and the Lions a chance and the ball back, right? How does something like that happen if you know the game and you know you're not supposed to go in the end zone? And, and you, how does that happen, TJ? It shouldn't happen. And it shouldn't happen to a guy that's done this before. Like, people forget Ty Gurley was out in the open, and I don't know who the rounds were playing. And right before the touchdown, he slid because he knew this game is over. If I score, they actually have a chance to win the game or tie it. And so he, he's been in this situation before for whatever reason. Um, he didn't do it. Maybe it's the, the aura of being with the Atlanta Falcons. They're just going to always find a way to lose. Um, it's kind of crazy that we can sit here and talk about the thing with Todd Gurley, but let's just be honest, man. We, we're, we're talking about Gurley because they lost, but, man, that defense got to stop somebody, man. You can't just let them dudes drive down the field and score like that. And then the game-winning touchdown, like, he's literally wide open. He's literally wide open. Like, you would have thought the Falcons were point-shaving. You know what? It was bad. It was so easy for Stafford and the Lions. I mean, what was it? They got the ball back with 58 seconds, I think. Was, yes. was it right? 58 yes. seconds. I was watching that game. That 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 cashed me out on a parlay. I had Green Bay and I had the Lions, and that was a parlay for me. Um, but but I was wondering though, I know a lot of people looked at Stafford and they want to go, look, see, look at him, the comeback. He's that guy. Everybody beats the Falcons. And this is the problem with Matthew Stafford, just like we were talking about Baker Mayfield. He can beat the also Rams. He hasn't beaten enough good teams for me to buy into it. The Lions are three and three. I could take a look at their record. I guarantee you that their three wins have come against teams under 500. Now, it's their history. But in defense of Matthew Stafford, when he plays a good team, he does his part. He does his part. It's everybody else on the other side of the ball. Oh, oh that wait a minute. They're he, not he, doing he, their part. He always does his part. He doesn't always for, do his part. For the most part, yeah. That's why you named him Stat Patford, because he's putting up them stats. Yeah, no, those stats, but those are because they're <laughs> down 21 nothing, and and those stats sometimes late in games, I, I just, I don't buy into them. If you win the game, those stats count. But a lot of times, you notice defenses – They'll let you throw in front of them. They'll give you, they'll make you work and, and take your time. They don't want the ball over top of them and you get a quick score. That'll turn the game around. So they'll let so you drive the ball. Am I right? They'll let you yes. do that. Yes. I, I put up, I put up good stats and some blowouts, man. You're like, oh, you had a good game. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. But you really did. Right. You know, <laughs> but, it. but, but, but it happens, but on a, he, he'll, he'll play a good team this week. So we'll see, huh? That's what I'm saying. You got you got them this week? Uh probably not. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll do that. All right. Now let's bring in our producer, Martin Weiss, who will go over what we did last week, and then we'll have the picks for this week. Now, before we recap last week, you know, I promise that FanDuel didn't put me in charge of the sports book for the day. Because these new same game parlays are definitely something I would have come up with. So thank you, FanDuel, for this gambling gift. 
There's so many different combinations you can play with these parlays between player props, point totals, money lines. The best part, FanDuel will refund the same game parlay, the first one you lose on any NFL game each week up to $10. That means you can bet a different parlay risk-free every NFL week all season long. It's like free money. I mean, come on, it's, it's easy. My same game parlay this week, I'm taking the Colts minus two and a half, and I'm parlaying that with the under 50. Phillip Rivers is going to play a ball control game, and the Lions have played over their heads the last two weeks. That offense is about to shut down. Like my picks? Go ahead, bet them. You'll get 10 bucks back if we don't win. And we can do this all season long. I should mention that FanDuel is the only sportsbook app where you can play these same game parlays. So listen up if you don't already have an account. Just sign up with promo code LP3 so they know me, Rob, and TJ sent you. And if you already have an account, you're good to go. That's the same game parlay, risk-free, all NFL season long, only on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. And don't forget to use promo code LP3 when you sign up. So, last week, you guys both alluded to it earlier, but Cody Parkey of Good Morning America fame cost both of you the Browns minus three and a half after Baker Mayfield had a masterful game. Completely, look, look, look like a king on the he field. Killed no, I'm just me. kidding. Baker killed didn't me. look good after he threw a terrible interception and got Odell hurt. But uh, Cody Parkey let us both, let all three of us down because I was on that one myself. And uh, the extra point, this is why you don't trust kickers. Uh, you had this. Joey covered every back, week man. except for one. He's never left. You have the Steelers and the Titans. Steelers 27, Titans 24. Titans were one and a half point favorites. TJ went with black and gold. You cashed out. Rob, not so much. You guys both liked under 51 and a half, and the game ended on, I mean, I'm sorry, under 50 and a half, and the game ended right on 51. So that was tough. Rob, you called the Lions as an underdog. They went outright 23 to 22. TJ, that was a brutal loss. We talked about that a little bit earlier. You guys both love the Packers, who demolished the Texans 35 to 20. That easily covered the funny-looking line of three and a half. It's a high-scoring game, but not quite high enough for TJ to cash the over. Rob called it. You guys both called Packers win, obviously, but Rob was adamant. It was a lot of points, but it still will go under. Be a high-scoring game, but still under. And Nick Foles turned back into a pumpkin on Monday night as the Rams smacked the Bears around. Rob was right. The Bears are not a six and one team. What was I thinking? You guys both took the under, which was super easy. Yes. And uh, TJ, you lost on the Bears. Rob, you get the Rams. You won there. Yeah, I thought the Rams would the win. The answer but is dang, no. Nick Foles, uh, in can your you parlays, score a point? TJ, you had the Packers and the Steelers. That was good money. Rob, Cody Parkey, one more time, Bob let out. you down. Brown Lion, Lion Brown. Lying down on Cody Parkey's missed extra point. Yes. My week All wasn't right. that bad, man. That was that I had a pretty decent week. My parlays have been money. I'm like, I'm like the Bengals right now. I'm, my parlays have been money with the exception of one week. I've been I've been get, picking some good games. I just can't get the back end of it. You know what I mean? Like yes. the Lions. I've yes. had I've had I picked when I picked Chicago to beat the Bucks. You remember that one? Yes. I mean, I've, I've had a number of games out there where I feel good about, but that one killed me. All right. 
Here we go. Week eight. Are you ready? Ready to go, baby. All right, Colts at Detroit. The Lions plus two and a half. Where are you on this game? Wow, I hate to say anything's easy, um, but I got to go with the Colts. I'm I'm surprised it's only two and a half. The Colts, one of the better top five defenses in the league. The Lions, yeah, they came down the field and won that game against the Falcons. They, they, they're not doing that on the Colts. The Colts gets a weapon back this week in Michael Pittman. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I, li I like Phillip Rivers. Two and a half points, that's awfully close, but I, I don't see it being that way. I, I like the Colts to win this. I'm with you. And the Lions, you know, that three and three, people think that they took a step beating Atlanta, coming back. You know what I mean? And everybody beats Atlanta. I think this is like the lock of the week. I'm serious. And just two and a half points. Because you can win by a field goal and win this. I really believe I would take the Colts. And if I had a, 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 a college fund for kids I don't have, I might dip into that this week. That's how good <laughs> I feel about the Colts in this situation. All right. All right. The Raiders are getting two and a half points at Cleveland. So uh, the Raiders coming off that bad game, that bad loss to the Bucks, and the Browns coming off a big game. Where, who do you like in this game? Will the Raiders rebound, or, or will the Bucks can, uh, or will the Browns continue to roll? If the Raiders can get those uh, offensive linemen back into the game and have a full week of practice and get their best five linemen out there, getting two and a half points, and can we see the Raiders team? that showed up and played against the Chiefs. If we can get that team, um, this is going to be an easy game for the Raiders. I, I believe the Browns will be very competitive. The game plan will look a little different without OBJ in there. Might be a little more efficient. Uh, might relax Baker a little more, even if they don't want to come out and say that. Um, target Henry Rugg, because when he's targeted, his pass rating is 158. Target them with that speed. They have to respect it. He'll open up so many things underneath. If they don't target them, just make sure that they're acknowledging that he's there and they pay attention to him. But yeah, if I'm getting the two and a half points, um, I believe the Raiders are the better team. I'm going to take the two and a half points with the better team. I'm with you on the Raiders. And then for the Browns, no OBJ, no Chubb. Those are two weapons. I mean, I, I, I think that could hurt the Browns. And, and who knows? Maybe Baker Mayfield has a big head after that performance against Cincinnati and think he's arrived and think he's can make all the throws or whatever. And the Raiders, I, I think they're way better than what we saw against the Bucs. I thought that was just, you know, the, 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 the COVID and the offensive line and not being able to practice with your team. I mean, they're better than that. They got their butts handed to them. I think they have a lot of pride. I think they'll come out and try to, you know, rewrite their season. That, that kind of took their season, uh, off course a little bit, I think they have a chance to write it against the Browns on the road, getting two and a half points. Las Vegas. All right, Packers hosting the Vikings. They destroyed the Vikings week one, minus six and a half, so a touchdown. We saw after that bad day at the office in Tampa, they went to Houston on the road, and it was 21-0 before you blinked. Uh, and Devontae, you saw the Devontae Adams had an unbelievable 196 yards receiving. He was on it. So those two guys have clicked back together. Where are you on this game? It just baffles me that uh, these defensive coaches, like, you're a defensive coach in the NFL. 
and you literally let them throw to one guy. But that's another story. Um, I'm surprised it's only six and a half. Like, this seems really easy. I know it's a divisional opponent, and you normally play your division opponents tough. But, man, six and a half, I think the Packers are going to slaughter them. How is Minnesota going to move the ball? How are they going to stop the pack? I just don't see it happening. And so I'll take this six and a half points, and I, I look for the Packers to kind of do what they did to the Houston Texans and win very easily. I think the Packers can win this game by 14 points. I'm with you. This is a very – especially to be under one touchdown. You know what I mean? Like, this should be like 11 or some number like that. But 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 under a touchdown, as you're saying, Aaron Rodgers can win 21 to 14, right, and cover? That's, that's what you're saying. I think they score way more points. Uh, like I said – if we saw a second week after they struggled in Tampa, then maybe you might say, well, I don't know what's going on. But Aaron Rodgers had four touchdowns. What what, what, what did we miss? Did we miss any, something? And the Packers are stout, man. Their, their secondary is very, very good. Jair Alexander and those those boys, over, they, they can play in that secondary. So it's going to tough sledding for the Vikings. Yeah, I, I'm taking the Packers, giving the six and a half. All right, the big game, this is the one I really want to see. The Steelers and Ravens, they're at Baltimore. Baltimore minus three and a half. The Steelers are 6-0 and for the first time since 1978. That's how long it's been, TJ. I, I, I'm going to say this up front. As well as they've played, and I give them respect, I give my power rankings on the Odd Couple radio show, I put the Steelers uh, at number one. I'm impressed by where they are, their defense, everything. But they're not a 7-0 team. I do not believe they're going to go 7-0. I think they've had a nice run. I think the Ravens win this game. And I know everybody has totally forgotten about the Ravens because once they lost to the Chiefs, like it's like they fell off the face of the earth. But that's the only loss they have. They're still rolling and playing well. Right? I'm going with the Ravens minus 3.5. This, number one, the Steelers are a really good team, but it's very rare we see teams go undefeated, start 7-8. No, that, that, that's a rarity. The thing with the Ravens, they match up well with the Steelers. They, they match up well, and they're giving up three and a half, and I, I don't like giving a good team three and a half points talking to Pittsburgh Steelers, but they just uh, traded for Ngukwe from, from Minnesota. They have Calais Campbell up front. They're going to be stout stopping the run. And then you go to their secondary and you, dude, their third corner is pretty much a starter on any other team. And so the Ravens are good on the front end, the middle end, and the back end defensively. The Steelers get after the quarterback, but do they get after the quarterback with the ability that Lamar has? And so they don't blitz often or they don't bring more than four. They might blitz, but they don't bring more than four, a lot of zone blitzing. And so I just think this is a good matchup for the Ravens. I, I like the Steelers. I really do. I think they're a really good team. But the Ravens are one of the, the better teams in the league, um, and they match up well with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'm, I'm going to eat the three and a half, and I'm going to go with Baltimore. All right, here's your old team, the Bengals. They're hosting the Titans. Uh, Titans lost. Remember, the kicker had a chance to tie the game. They were down big to Pittsburgh, came back storming back, uh, made a game of it, should have tied it. Uh, the kicker blew the field, the field goal try, and they lost. Uh, it's the Bengals are plus five and a half. Where are you? And you said the Bengals are covered every week. 
Yeah, but I got to go with the Titans. Real simple. They're five and one. We can make an argument. They're six and one. They had all the momentum. He makes that field goal. They're probably going to win that game in overtime. Titans are just, they don't look like the best team, but they are really good. They can run the ball. Tannehill is good with this play action pass and throwing the ball. Defensively, you have Rabel as a head coach. They're not going to be out schemed and out coached on that side of the ball. Um, Five and a half points seems to be a small number considering where the Bengals are and where the Titans are. And so, yeah, I like the Titans. Five and a half, I think they win this by 10 points at least. I'm with you. I think the Titans, especially losing the game that they lost, coming off of that, I think they come out. I think they jump on the Bengals early in this game because they were down against Pittsburgh and they had to come back. I think that they jump out early by 14 points and ride this one and win by more than 10. I'm with you on this. I think this is another one of those locks that I I like a lot. I know five and a half, the Bengals are at home. I think the Titans are going to win this game. All right, our other game is the Saints are at the Bears. Bears plus four at home, and Nick Foles has turned it back into a pumpkin. We know what this guy, he's unbelievable. When he comes off the bench, He's like unbelievable. We saw it Super Bowl, right? Out, he outperformed Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, made all the throws. But every time you give him the keys to the car, he crashes it. And they've struggled, the Bears, with Nick Foles. Where are you on this game? And that's why they're four-point underdogs at home. I'm surprised that the line is only four, to be honest with you. Is it going to be terrible weather in the Windy City? Do they believe Breeze can't... Uh performing this type of weather is Michael Thomas going to play one. I don't yep. know. The re- what's up with that? It's really, really awkward of what's going on. I'm pretty sure there's a lot more than we know, but the bears couldn't move the ball. Like they, they, they literally could not move the ball against the Rams. And, and, and so it's hard for me to pick the bears to do anything. One Nick folds. And if you look statistically, Trubisky has outplayed Nick Foles. Who, like, it's not even close. And he brings an element that Nick Foles doesn't bring and that he can run the ball. He can use his legs. I don't know what the Bears are thinking, but I, I think the four points, very easy. And I, I believe it's only four because they don't know if Mike Thomas is going to play. Uh, but Drew Brees will figure it out. I, I, I like the Saints easy. I'm with you. I like the Saints. I don't like where the Bears are. I know they're at home, and we know this. Even when Nick Foles won, what did we just say? Who did he beat when he came back with that miracle comeback? It was Atlanta. And and who did Matthew Stafford beat? It was Atlanta. And who did uh, Dak Prescott beat for the Cowboys? It was Atlanta. Hey, All Atlanta's of these games. A, hey, Atlanta is the get right week. We get right you know against Atlanta. Them? Yes, they're the general hospital of the NFL. When you go to Atlanta, you get you play Atlanta, you get healthy. We just saw it. That's why yeah. I can't buy I can't buy into that Nick Foles miracle comeback against Atlanta because Atlanta was up was was the team giving it up. All right, now we're gonna check on some over unders. We'll do that. All right, let's stop. Pick pick some that you want to do. Pick three, and All, then we'll do that. Always, always the best games, man. All right. uh, so, Colts, Lions, Steelers, Ravens. Uh, Colts, Lions, Steelers, Ravens. And what will be the other one? 
Uh, and then uh, Raiders Browns, yeah. And Raiders Browns, okay. Yeah, we can do that. All right, let's do it. All right, TJ, let's do some over-under, all right? Let's start out with that Colts-Lions game in Detroit. The over-under is 50. Where are you on this game? Oh, that, for me, is fairly easy. Colts' top five defense in the league. Lions are going to be behind. They'll get some yards, but but they won't get into the end zone very often. Um, I like the Colts. Say they win this game 24 20 27 20 type of game um yeah i'm going under i'm going to go over there'll be uh maybe a couple of turnovers some easy scores pick six matthew stafford's good for that you know it might pad on a little bit so your your score is too close for me you know you talk about 27 uh you know like we're close to 50 i'm going to say it's over i think they go over that score all right, let's do the um, Raiders at the Browns. 51 and a half Raiders at the Browns. What about that? Well, it's, it's interesting with, with the Browns not having uh, OBJ. How are they going to come out? Chubb is still out. H how are they going to come out offensively? They're going to look to run the ball. They're going to put the ball in the air. But both of these teams are average defensively. Um, if the Raiders are clicking and Derek Carr is clicking and they have the, a healthy offensive line, they're going to put up points. It'll be the 1st of November. I don't believe the weather should play a part this soon in Cleveland. Who knows? But if it's fairly good weather, I like this game to go over. I like both teams to score a lot of points. Um, the Raiders should just score a little more. I'm going to go under on this. Um... You know, I'm not so sure. Baker Mayfield won't be playing against the Bengals. He was struggling before that game, before he had the big five touchdowns and 22 out of 24 passes. He was unreal. I think he, he comes back to earth. I think the Raiders score some. The Browns don't score as much. And I'm going to take the under 51 and a half. All right, how about the, um, the big game is Steelers at the Ravens. 46 and a half, both of these teams. Now, these two teams have good defenses, both of them. 46 and a half, where are you? I'm going under. And I, and I go under because of what you said. Both teams had good defense. The Raiders, I mean the Raiders, the Ravens want to run the ball, which limits your possessions. I, I can see a 24-20, 24-17 type of game where the Ravens win it. Um, but the way they both have played defensively, um, minus how the Steelers let the Titans get back into the game last week and give up a lot of yards and points. Um, I, I like the Ravens, and I like this one to go under. I'm with you. I, I would be surprised if one of these defenses didn't show up and somebody scored 30 points or something like that. I'm not buying that. I think it'll be under 46 and a half. I do like the Ravens minus the three and a half, but they could win by a touchdown or whatever, something around there. TJ, six or seven, and, and win this game. So I'm going with the under. Yeah, that's that's going to be – that's the game of the week. That That's going to be a hard-fought, competitive football game. All right, TJ, what's your lemon pepper parlay for this week? My lemon pepper parlay of the week. I always pick the get best game of the week. Um, so I make it tough on myself, but it's challenging. 
So obviously, best game of the week, Steelers-Ravens. We know I'm taking the Ravens. And then I'm going to pair that with the Colts and the Lions. Er, no, I'm not. I'm going to take the for sure one, the Packers and the Vikings. I think the Packers rolled through the Vikings fairly easy. Six and a half points. It's a lot of points to give up. But uh, the Packers are on a mission. And it's what you said. The way they lost to the Bucs, they want to come out and prove a point every single week. So I'm going with Green Bay Packers and the Baltimore Ravens. My lemon pepper parlay lock of the week. All right, here's my lemon pepper parlay of the week. And yes, it includes the Detroit Lions. This is the third week in a row I'm talking about the Lions, but I'm not picking them, TJ, to win this week. I'm picking the Colts minus two and a half. I'm telling you, I love that so much. And then I'm going with the uh, old reliable, the Packers. I'm with you. The Vikings, they are stinky. And they will lose, and they won't, uh, despite the six and a half points they're going to get. So I got the Colts and the Packers. That's my lemon pepper parlay for this week. All right, TJ, you know, the big game of the week is that Steelers-Ravens. I know you love football. Is that the one you can't wait to watch? It's it's the type of football that I'm – I got accustomed to playing in myself. When when you had those type of games, as Marvin Lewis used to always tell us on that Wednesday morning meeting, this is a two-chin strap type of game. He'd always come in at this is a two-chin strap type of game. If you ain't ready to use two chin straps, don't step on the field. And so 100 percent um me and my son will sit there as soon as the game starts and watch every bit of it. And so yeah, I'm look I'm looking forward to uh that Steelers Raven game, type of football I like to watch. All right, and then we'll talk about it, of course, and we'll see what happens. He is TJ Hoochmanzada. I'm Rob Parker. Week 8 coming up. Excited about it, TJ. Another great show, and we'll see you guys next week. And as always, guys, as always, if you knew better, you would do better. Don't cheat yourself. Treat yourself. 